Welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. It is a lovely day here as I sit recording, looking out the window, and I am just a few days away from embarking on my grand European adventure. Of course, by the time you're listening to this, I will be rounding the end of the grand European adventure, so definitely check out Going Out Your Door on Instagram for all of the updates on that trip. But this is actually relevant, what we're talking about today, because I am going to continue to work while I am traveling. I'm lucky enough to have an online job. I'm still still uh, trying to figure out if it's fully sustainable and all that stuff, but I have been working online full-time for the past few months and part-time for over a year. So I'm really excited to see if I can actually like take it on the road and do it while I travel. I mean, there's no reason that I wouldn't be able to, but you know, just if I have the motivation and can factor in the scheduling and all that stuff to see if I can really pull off the whole digital nomad thing. So today we are talking about countries that offer freelance or digital nomad visas. Obviously, for most countries to get, well, if not if not all countries that offer work visas, to get a work visa, you have to have a job in that country. That can be really complicated because of language and different industries and all of those sorts of things. So if you want to move to a country and keep working, finding a job or getting that work visa can be the most challenging thing. But we are currently living in a very wild age where tons of people are working online. It could be that you always had an online-based job or during the pandemic, perhaps you were forced to go online or realized that you could work online you had never tried before. So a lot of people are now able to make a living working just from their computer. So these visas have existed before. A lot of countries offer like freelance visas where if you're able to support yourself, they will give you a visa. But now there are more specific digital nomad visas cropping up around the world. So they might be called, like I said, freelancer or digital nomad or remote work visas. They go by lots of different names and they all have their own stipulations and regulations based on the country, but they're all generally the same thing. And some countries may make distinctions between freelancers and digital nomad. They are slightly different. I think of it as like a Venn diagram where there's an overlap in that you are working from your computer from somewhere else. A digital nomad, though, is someone who might still work for a larger company. They are just doing it remotely, where a freelancer is working entirely for themselves and taking on their own like contracts or projects in that sense. So if you are still employed by a larger company, you're just doing it from your computer, you You might be a digital nomad. If you are taking on your own projects and contracts, then you are probably a freelancer. So they are similar, but a little bit different. So we are going to go through just a few of the countries that offer these visas and what they require and what they allow you to do. And then I'm just going to reel off a huge long list of countries that offer these kind of visas, although even that huge long list is not comprehensive and is likely being added to all the time, which is very exciting. So for all of these, there are some givens in the requirements, like obviously you have to have a passport. We're not even going to mention that for how to get a passport. Check out that episode. Obviously, you also have to submit an application. We're not going to mention that. They all require visa fees. Some of them I will mention just because I happen to see it, but if it's not mentioned, it doesn't mean that there's no fee for the visa. So there are just some of those givens that are required, but we're going to look at some of the specifics for these different countries. So first up is Portugal. 
Portugal. I have never been. I would love to go, but I hear it is a delightful country bordering Spain. Portugal offers a two-year visa. This is exciting. So it's a two-year visa, which is already good because many of them are already a year, but it can easily be extended to five years. And then after those five years, you can actually apply for citizenship. So they give you a very easy path for citizenship here, which is a lot of fun. So for Portugal, you have to have a fully remote job. You have to have proof proof of monthly income. This is something that most of these visas require. You have to show that you are making a certain amount of money per month. Usually you can do that by showing previous bank statements or like contracts that you have completed with how much you made for them. So for Portugal, you have to have a monthly income of 800 euros, which is about 830 dollars. So Portugal is on the lower end, which makes it much more accessible. A lot of other countries require you to make much more money per month, but for Portugal, it's just over $800 per month. You also have to, though, have a bank statement showing that you have at least 7,000 euros already in the bank, which is just under 7,300 US dollars. So they do require you to already have like a lump sum in the bank as well, which is also common for a lot of these visas. You also have to submit a background check and show that you have signed a lease for housing within Portugal as well. And you also have to have a Portuguese tax ID number. Now, I am not advising you on any tax situation here, frankly. I'm not sure at this point how taxes factor into the digital nomad situation. We will dig into that in a later episode, but for Portugal, you do have to have a tax ID number within the country. So I would say that after looking at some of these in depth, that Portugal does seem to be one of the more accessible countries. Their requirements are a little bit easier to meet than a lot of these. So if you're just getting started out, maybe you don't have like a fully fleshed out business or you're like me, still wondering if maybe this whole digital nomad thing is really possible, really sustainable, Portugal might be a good place to start. Next, we are going to look at Costa Rica, which offers the Rentista visa. It is a two-year visa with options to renew. So for the Rentista visa, you have to show a monthly income of $2,500. Now, this one is kind of weird. So you have to have that monthly income and proof of it, but it also has to be deposited into a Costa Rican bank account for a total after the entirety of your visa time there of $60,000. And you can do this all at once or monthly. So if you're making a monthly income of $2,500, that's great. You qualify and you have to deposit it into a Costa Rican bank account. Or if you just happen to have 60 grand laying around, you can deposit that all at once up front and then not make any money or just choose to not deposit it into that Costa Rican bank account if you are making money for the rest of your time in Costa Rica. I hope that makes sense. That's sort of a weird requirement that I didn't see in any other country. And actually, Costa Rica passed a law in August of 2021 that's not in place yet, but it's a new digital nomad visa in addition to this Rentista visa that already exists. And in that case, you actually have to make more money for this new digital nomad visa. You have to make 3,000 US dollars a month but it doesn't have to be deposited in the Costa Rican bank account in the same way that you do for the Rentista visa. So that visa was announced, but it is not actually in place yet. So currently we are still working with the old rules for the $2,500 a month or 60 grand in total into a Costa Rican bank account. You also need a background check for Costa Rica and their visa fee for applying for the Rentista visa is $250. 
And I can't remember if I said that is for a two-year visa with options to renew. Costa Rica is a very popular place, I think, for digital nomads and at least Americans living abroad in general. So it makes sense that they would allow for freelancing and digital nomad people to come. Next up is Dubai. Now, this one is specifically Dubai. It is a city. So we're talking about a visa for a city within the United Arab Emirates. And I'm not 100% sure if it is just the city, but the website did seem to be focused just on Dubai and not on the UAE as a whole. So I think you might be limited to to Dubai with this visa. They require a minimum $5,000 a month for your salary. The visa fee is $287. You also have to have health insurance, which is a fairly common requirement for a lot of these as well. And this one is also a little bit weird in that if you want to apply for this visa, you have to send a request to apply. If they grant your request, they will then send you the requirements for the rest of the application and the next steps. So this visa may be a little exclusive. I'm not sure like whether they just sort of automatically grant all these requests or whether they do actually look into it and it is a hurdle that you have to overcome. There's an extra step, the extra step there that you don't just apply, you have to request to apply. This visa is open to people from all nationalities, but they do state specifically on the website that they reserve the right to refuse people in order to protect national security. So I'm not even going to explore that at all. We're just going to leave that there. The visa for Dubai does allow you to bring family. Some of these other visas do as well. And the UAE does not levy income tax on individuals. So that is great. The last one that we are going to dig into is Croatia. Croatia started issuing digital nomad visas in January of 2021. A lot of these countries have really picked up on this during the pandemic. It's funny, it's kind of gone two ways. I think visas have become more complicated in many ways, but they've also become much more accessible in many ways. I know countries with all of their closed borders and visa processing times and all of that has gotten really messed up. I was actually going to talk about Mexico on this list as well, because Mexico does offer a digital nomad visa. But then I read that they've actually been granting very, very few of them during the pandemic, and it's become much more complicated to get. So I decided that Mexico is probably not a great example for this, although it is still on the list of countries that do offer the visa. So Croatia is one of these that began issuing it in 2021, probably to encourage more tourism, more people coming to their country and, you know, jumpstart the economy after COVID. So this is a visa for one year and you actually can't renew this one. So only apply for this visa if you only want to be in Croatia for one year. It's sort of a temporary thing. You must work online and you can't have any Croatian clients or business within Croatia. This is likely because you don't pay tax within Croatia, so they don't want you to be making money from their country. You have to have health insurance. You have to be making about 700 US dollars per month. This number was actually hard to pin down. I saw in some places as low as $500 and others I saw $2,500. But I'm guessing that is a lump sum that you have to have in the bank already, just like with Costa Rica. So if you're interested in this, there are a couple of details to sort out, but it does look like the monthly income is about 700, but you do have to have about 2,500 in the bank already. The Croatian visa also allows you to bring your family, but there are additional income requirements for each person. So if you're bringing like two kids, you have to have some adjusted income more than $700 per month for each child. 
You also have to have a background check from your home country and a Croatian address, but that can be a hotel until you're more firmly settled in the country, and their visa fee is $66 USD. So that is a very brief look on just some of the countries that offer these digital nomad visas. You can see there are similarities. You have to have a certain income level generally. Background checks are common. Health insurance required is common. An address is common. But then each country also has some of their own peculiarities or specific requirements. We will be talking more about working as a digital nomad or working remotely in the future because it's something that, like I said, I am really interested in. So we'll get into all of that and how to make that work and different ways to do it. But I just wanted to highlight some of these countries that are making it possible. So for our huge long list here at the end, again, this is not exhaustive, but this these were the main ones that I could find that offered these kind of visas. They are <clears throat> Germany, Estonia, Norway, Spain, Taiwan, Mexico, the Czech Republic, Barbados, Bermuda, the Cayman Islands, Georgia, Malta, Iceland, Cape Verde, Hungary, and Bali. So if any of those strike your fancy and you work online, I highly suggest looking them up and seeing what their requirements are. This is definitely something that I would love to do in the future. If you want to travel and you can support yourself online, a digital nomad or remote work or freelancer visa is a great way to be able to stay in a country longer than just a tourist visa. And actually, again, I'm not 100% sure on how all of the legalities work, but it may be illegal to work in a country while you're on a tourist visa, even if you're not doing any work like for that country or with clients in that country. Just because you are on the ground, um, you might not be allowed to work remotely, even though pretty much everyone does it, I'm sure. Um, but you know, if you want to make sure that you have everything legal and above board, a remote work visa is the way to do that. And like I said, it also then allows you to stay in the country for much longer than just the 90 days that you usually get for tourist visas or visa-free travel. So you can really establish yourself and get to know the culture and just get a much more in-depth look at a place than if you're just traveling through very briefly. So definitely something that I am going to be checking out in the future. I will let you know how the work goes on this Europe trip that I'm embarking on. I'm setting myself very, very low um, income goals for the time that I'm gone. I just want to see if it's possible and if, you know, how my motivation works and all that. And again, I'll be struggling because I'm not set up entirely in one place. The longest time that I have in one location is 10 days in in Edinburgh. So that is when I'll be doing the majority of the work, but it's definitely going to be hard to work when I'm spending, you know, four or five, six days in a place. And I also want to check out that place and have all of those experiences as well. So it's going to be a learning process and I'm definitely thinking of this as an experiment, but at the same time, it's really great to know that I can be making some money to offset some of the costs of travel while I'm doing it. So that is what the future of travel and work looks like for me right now. I hope, I really hope this has sparked your imagination. I think being able to travel and still make money is just one of the greatest benefits of living in this age that we are living in. So if you have ever worked remotely from another country, if you are a digital nomad, if you are considering it, I would love to hear what your story is, what your situation is, 
what the visa process was like, what countries you're looking at, all of that stuff. You can send any questions, comments, stories, concerns, any of those things to goingoutyourdoortravel at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at goingoutyourdoor and on Twitter at goingoutyour. And we will be back with more travel tips next week on Going Out Your Door. 